I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Number three, it's Chad and Zay. Isaiah is still on his honeymoon, enjoying Cancun. Cameron Parker alongside once again. Appreciate all his hard work and keeping in the tradition that Isaiah has built to start the third hour. Cameron goes with a beat to start us off. Cameron, once again, when it fired up, I thought of Jay-Z because it sounds like Jay-Z. And I think I can maybe even say it sounds like a Jay-Z song on the Black Album. Ooh. Did I hit it? The Blueprint. Oh, the I blueprint. almost did it. Almost. But it is Jay-Z. That's correct. What's yeah. the song? Ruler's Back. One of my favorite instrumentals from, from It's Jay-Z. so good. It is so good. This is the kind of song I want in my head when I'm in the grocery store doing boring things because it makes it so much cooler. Just your head knocking back and forth going, Raisin Bran or Chex Mix? I think I try mm. to think of a Jay-Z beat every time I'm on the elevator in the building, in a grocery store, waiting in line at customer service. Excuse me, sir, can I help you? Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> every time. Just makes it a little bit cooler. All right, shout out to Jay-Z and a great beat to start the third hour. We got a lot to get into today, a lot of weird NCAA stuff. Uh, But there's also big recruiting news out there. And if you subscribe to a particular set of superstitions, our next guest is the reason you're happy today, Longhorn fans. So let's get into it. On the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina Hotline, he is Anwar Richardson of OrangeBloods.com. The good news is he went on vacation. In a way, the sad news is, Longhorn fans, he's done with that vacation at this point. Anwar, how are you? I'm doing great. You know, I've got a good little streak going, and uh, catch things. I'm just I'm I'm milking it for a more vacation time. Uh, but hey, you know when I go when I go away, um, guys start committing. I, 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 my my list was um, last year. It was uh, Arch committed when I went on vacation. When Leona LaFowle, Jaden Chapman, Connor Stroh, uh, you know Andre committed, Trevor Goosby committed. Then I went on vacation again in December. Anthony Hill committed. I went on vacation uh, starting about a week and change ago, and five guys have committed since. So I'm just saying, yeah. whenever yeah. I decide I'm, I'm going to take some time off, uh, somehow, way, if you're superstitious, you should know the good things about to happen. Yeah, it's impressive, and take it from me, there's a lot worse things you could be known for because over the years, the fans believe that if I talk about a musician that's in their 60s, they're going to die. So it's you do have that reputation, right? I mean, it's just one of those things. So uh, there, are, I think you're in the better side. You're in a better column than I'm in in terms of what you want to be known for. Uh, it was an exciting time these last couple of weeks. Yeah. Steve, Steve Sarkeesian. 
cohesion, uh, obviously has a great recruiting vibe going here. But more and more when I read these stories, Anwar, and go through things that you guys are reporting, Tashar Choice's name just keeps coming back. These two running backs are obviously critical there, but it really feels like Sark and that group have figured out the at least part of the magic sauce for getting the relationship with the kids, but also making these families understand what they are offering and making everybody comfortable. So two things pop out to me as as you were talking there, Chad, that I think uh, are worth kind of uh, addressing here. I think the first thing is Steve Sarkeesian has proven that when it comes to recruiting, everyone has to take a deep breath, give, this, give them the, the benefit of the doubt, because we know and we have seen at the end of the day, when it comes to recruiting, they get the guys that they overall usually want, right? And so, sure, you're going to have misses because, you know, you, you offer to how many people, right? And you, you recruit a certain amount of people. But overall, when we're talking about a guy that can nail a top five class, like you, you're pretty sure you're like, okay, at the end of the day, they know what they're doing. You know, their, their philosophy has been, hey, we can take guys if it's just about taking guys. But they're holding out for the guys that they want. They're holding out for the guys that they covet the most. And so they're not just going to take guys to take them. Uh, They're going to hold out for the guys that they want. And the second thing that's interesting, I kind of started thinking about it and breaking down what you're talking about, the the Tashard Choice thing. What's really impressive about what Tashard Choice has been able to do is that not only has he been able to recruit two running backs and get two commitments from uh, two running backs, and, of course, two guys that, uh, you know, one guy is, is, you know, is a four-star. The other guy, Christian Clark, I think is an absolute monster. And I think his, I think his um, ratings for most of these uh, systems, I think, is just absolutely absurd for how good he, he looks. But the thing about the short choices, and, 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 and Chad, you know this, he's gotten two guys from out of state. And it's very hard to just go in and pluck guys from out of state uh, and be able to keep them. But he get, gets a kid from, you know, Bradenton, Florida at IMG with Jarrett Gibson. He gets the Christian Clark out of Phoenix, you know. And, it, you know, it's always been that thing. And you you remember, remember when Charlie a Strong was here and then he started recruiting out of state and all of a sudden the Texas high school coaches were upset at him. Yep. yep. They said, like, why aren't you why aren't you recruiting guys in the state? Like, what are you doing here? And so they kind of had to do a retreat. Uh, and they've gone out here and, and you know, and maybe Charlie had to take the pay the pay the price for everybody else that came after him. And they're going out and got two guys out of state at least. So they're not just saying we'll settle for whoever's in the state of Texas that has a burnt orange you know, T-shirt or burnt orange, uh, you know, flag in their home. And so I think that's to me, is the most impressive thing is to be able to go, especially in the, you know, into Florida and be able to, I mean, be able to pull a guy out of Florida. Like that's, you know, I, I equate that to basically a kid from Westlake going to the University of Florida. You would say to yourself, how the hell did that happen, <laughs> right? To be able to pull a guy, to be able to pull a guy out of Florida and pull him into Texas, that's a hell of a recruiting job. So uh, kudos to Tashar Choice and what those guys are doing. And when you look at it, they, they got seven commitments, and four of them are from out of state. So it really shows the range that the staff has so far. Mm-hmm. Anwar, you mentioned Sark and his staff taking guys who they want. It's now it seems like back-to-back years where Texas has started off the recruiting class a little bit slower. Right now, ranked number 53rd. 
courting the rivals last year, I think kind of in the same spot before Arch Manning committed, and then boom, all of a sudden commit, 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 commit. Is that because Sark and his team now, they, they trust the depth they have in their current roster, knowing they don't have to take guys quickly, and they're kind of going through their evaluations, their processes, and really working hard to get these recruits to actually want them and instead of just trying to push them to commit early on? Yeah, I would think so. They, they seem to be very confident, you know, in, in what they offer, uh, what the University of Texas has to offer, you know, for, for these guys. And so they seem to be patient, you know, with waiting out that process. But, they're, they're, you know, right before I left, you know, there, there was a – I talked to, you know, a couple of my sources in the building, and they felt very confident. Like, they, they told me, like, hey, listen, within the next 30 days or so, you're going to start to see a high number of commits and guys that come again. It seems to be – to your point, this seems to be their sweet spot. You know, this seems this June, July-ish kind of area seems to be the sweet spot they like. Uh, and that, you know, and the kind of, but they're not, you know, they don't push hard. Um, but, you know, they obviously do recruit and they still want guys. And, you know, you hear, you know, when they start hearing about guys that they might be in the mix for and favors of and all that kind of stuff. And I don't ride the emotional roller coaster of recruiting. Uh, because you do that with 17-year-olds. I mean, you're, just, mm. you're going to have to be drinking a lot of Petmo, Bismo. But um, they, they, at the end of the day, they, they do feel confident. Uh, the guys, people I've spoken to, that they will end up with a really strong class. Uh, one of my people told me they actually expect uh, to take 25 uh, in this upcoming class. So they feel really good uh, about what's out there and what they're actually going to be able to obtain. Talking with Anwar Richardson, orangebloods.com. Anwar, we've been talking a little bit about the politics of college football today with this uh, NCAA story from yesterday and kind of the the message to schools or whatever. Do you think anything changes in terms of the way CDC does business on Saturday? I mean, this Texas state law comes into effect that lets the Longhorn Foundation, I guess, start to pile up some NIL money, but then the NCAA says, well, wait a minute, maybe you could still get punished. You think CDC has any any reason to, you know, pump the brakes a little bit, or do you just keep rolling? No. You know, look, the, this is this is the, the dirty little secret um, that, the, that everyone has to kind of know, that is that the NCAA – is about everything at this moment except paying the players. And so this is the reason why you have seen so many things change in college football recently is because of that, that thing, right? It's because um, you see, you're see, able to see the transfer portal. It's because you've been able to see name, image, and likeness. You, it's, it's because of that, right? Because they would, they, the NCAA is like, look, you guys can have whatever you want. You don't even have to sit out when you transfer anymore, right? Just, just do everything except pay. So I get that there's right now, there, there's, there, people are talking about, oh, you know, all these things happening. And, you know, like you said, maybe changing certain things around and donations and NIL, all this other kind of things. But you know, at the end of the day, you know, that, the, the danger of that is that control portion of what the NCAA have is what landed them in this problem in the first place. It's what landed them in the courtroom. It's what led to the Edo ban and stuff. It's, it's that control stuff. It's, it's people when, you know, they tried to transfer. This is the thing that, the, you know, the, again, dirty little secret. You know, you know the people complain about transfer portal, transfer portal. But think about a few years ago where guys had to transfer and these coaches, 
We're telling kids where you could and couldn't go to. Mm-hmm. Think about think about Baker Baker Mayfield. Yep. Here was a guy that was a walk on, and they were still trying to screw that guy over. You <laughs> that's know what right. I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, so th- th- it's because they had that control. That, that's so all this is right now is coaches and and in the landscape that the players have taken control, and so everybody doesn't necessarily like this world that they're in. But the problem is, if you start to try to take back control. You're going to have to do that by going through the courtroom, and I'm not quite sure the NCAA wants to do all of that. Mm, that's a good point. Good. Onward, looking at college football coming up this next season, 66 days until I believe the first day of college football. Looking at the Big 12 in, in Texas, do you think they are the team to beat in the Big 12, or do you think look at it in a way as well? TCU and Kansas State are still the ones that have the Big 12 runs through because they were the last two teams to reach the Big 12 championship game. You know, it's weird. It's uh, it's the, they're the team to beat on paper, right? Because I think if you say to because I'll say I'll say it like this in two ways. They're the team to beat on paper because if you look at the talent that they have on paper, you say to yourself. They they probably got more talent than every team that they faced this season outside of Alabama. I mean, that, and it should be favored in just about every game that they play outside of Bama. That will be the, that will be the only one. You've got the quarterback. You've got the wide receivers with Xavier Worthy and AB Mitchell, right? You you've obviously got a very good offensive line. You know, you feel good about the what they have in a running back position. Nothing is going to come close to, in my belief, Bijan Robinson. Um, but you still feel like you can have some sort of production, you know, that's out of there. Uh, you feel, I feel good about the defensive line, and, and it clearly we've heard all throughout the offseason, they feel pretty good about the defensive line. You've still got Dylan Ford uh, coming back. You've got Anthony Hill. You've got a, very, a, a ton of good defensive backs. So on paper, you tell yourself, this is it. This, should, this has got to be it. Look how stacked this team is. And, oh, by the way, 10 out of 12 games are going to be played within the state of Texas only two true road games for Texas, which is going to be obviously Alabama and then Iowa State at the end of the year. But then there becomes the other thing that we have to, when you pump the brakes and before you start having, you know, the parade down 6th Street, you've got to say to yourself, okay, but at the end of the day, this is a team that still won eight games. At the end of the day, Steve Sarkeesian, you know, the most wins he's ever had in a season has been nine. Okay. You know, at the end of the day, you're still going to have to prove it. Yeah, at the end of the day, as, as much as may love Quinn Ewers, he still had a quarterback rating that was somewhere around like 155 last season, right? So you still, you, you like, you say to yourself, these, all these things make sense and all these things should be, be good on paper. But now it's just a matter of them going out and executing. Like, and it, look, I believe that Texas, you know, is in that 10 win range. So I'm not counting them out. But I will say this, and you guys have known this long enough to know, we we have a we have a tendency to talk up Texas every off season. We have a tendency of right around this year the Kool Aid starts pouring and it starts <laughs> pouring hard. And everyone starts double fisting, and the next thing you know, you people tell they tell themselves ten like that 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 should be it, like it should be it. And then we have to also remind ourselves this program has only been to one Big Twelve title game since you know since two thousand and nine. So there should be a little bit of caution. Uh, it shouldn't be an automatic. This team is in Arlington in December, but is this the best chance that they've had in a very long time? Like, absolutely. Last thing I'll say on that is when it comes to competing for a conference title, 
it will never get any quote unquote easier than it is in your last year in the Big 12 because it ain't going to get any easier in the SEC <laughs> to compete for a conference title. So if you want to win one, this is the absolute year to say you to yourself, I've got a conference title. Now, we know that is absolutely true. And by the way, Anwar, how dare you bring logic to a Kool-Aid party? It's hot outside. It's summertime. It's they, they just need Kool-Aid. I mean, as a kid, there was nothing more thirst-quenching on a hot day than a perfectly mixed glass of Kool-Aid. Come on. He's putting too much okay. ice in it. Uh, uh, what, 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 was your favorite, what was your favorite flavor? Who? Uh, I'm a grape and red man. Red for myself. Okay. It was always red. See, Go all see, red. That, that, see, that, that, now I know you guys are my guys because I was waiting for you to say red. Like, if you said cherry, I would have absolutely known that you and I were not boys. But you said red. <laughs> yeah. And because you said red... I got, you guys are both cool, cool guys with there, me. There you I, go. I, we're good. We're yeah, good. Go. Yeah, yeah. Red. Or I felt like to me, like the grape in my house was a special occasion Kool Aid. Red every day. The grape felt like a yes. special occasion. Like we're gonna drink it out of a wine glass, kind of a Kool Aid. Well, the Kool Aid man was red himself, so of course you had to drink red, right? That's true. The Kool Aid man was red. Yeah, they never had like. Why didn't they do that? They didn't have a grape Kool Aid man or a lemonade Kool Aid man. He was always the red. Mm-hmm. That was weird. That was kind of strange. Now, now I just want Kool-Aid. Uh, Anwar, we hey, appreciate it. I learned a, a little, little experiment when I was a kid. Yeah. I learned something on there. I put Kool-Aid in ice trays and then put a saran wrap over them, put toothpicks in them, and I had Kool-Aid popsicles. Yep. Oh, it's a good call. Good story. It's a great call. Great call. I, I go, I'll go one step further. My mom used to do this thing, Anwar, called frozen fruit. She would take, like, some orange juice, pineapple juice. I think a little Kool-Aid was in there. And then put, like, bananas and pineapple and freeze that up. Mm. Oh, that was good on a summer mm. day, too. That's good Ooh, stuff. Yeah. 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 Good secret. I like that. That was good. <laughs> Anwar, we appreciate it, man. Glad you uh, – hope you enjoyed right. the vacation. I know Texas fans enjoyed your vacation because they got more good recruits. So, you keep the you keep it up, and, uh, and Sark will be appreciative. Take care, guys. Thanks, man. Anwar Richardson, orangebloods.com, at Anwar Richardson on Twitter. If you want to give him a follow, as we are, as Cameron said, 66, Route 66. Oh, no, no, not I, I didn't mean that. Did, I swear I didn't do that on purpose. <laughs> Texas fans, 66. De- the song reference is what I was doing. Song, we do music around. I'm so sorry. 66 days until Texas plays Rice. We will not talk about that number and any other game. Uh, up next, let's go why today matters a couple of my comedy favorites have birthdays today plus it is national something day i thought about doing it but i never did it has cameron done it have all of you done it and are you looking to do it again we'll tell you what it is next on the horn i'm alex rodriguez and i'm jason kelly from bloomberg this is the deal each week you're here in conversation with business icons This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. She fill my mind up with ideas. 
in the room. Hope I make it out of here. We are rolling through a Wednesday. NCAA stuff to deal with. NFL's got some updated stories. We know who's going to Big 12 Media Days for Texas. We'll get you that here in a second if you missed that breaking news earlier. Cameron, since I'm so happy about my chameleonaire guest, I'm not even going to try on this one. You've been going with Houston stuff today, so tell me who this is. Yeah, after getting that one right, you get a, you get a free pass for this one. Travis Scott. Travis Scott. Yeah, I was not going to come up with that one. All right. Just l- listen for the auto-tune. If you hear auto-tune in Houston in the same sentence, that's probably it's be tra- Travis Scott. It's probably Travis. Yeah, it's be now, Travis Scott. wasn't Travis involved in a relationship with somebody famous at one point? Uh, I believe he kind of still is with one of the Jenner girls. I think it's Kylie. Ah, that's what it is. Okay. They have a couple kids. Gotcha, gotcha. I don't, know. I don't watch the Kardashians. Travis Scott. Man, that's a that's got to be an interesting couple to hang with. Oh, I'm sure. A lot, of, a lot of power there. A lot of power. Probably nice cars. Yeah. Decent amount of money. A couple Lamborghinis for sure. Yeah, Ferraris. I, I would think so. Travis Scott to go with Chameleonaire, Lil Flip, Ghetto Boys, DJ Screw. Uh, Cameron going with the H-Town vibe on the music today. Appreciate his great work. Again, we hope Zay's having a great time on his honeymoon, and I will definitely be telling him about my Chameleonaire guest earlier in the show because I'm sickly proud of that. Uh, the Jay-Z beat to start this hour was great as well. Uh, remember, tonight... It is, uh, of course, Ball Don't Lie coming up at 3. Mike Hart's continuing his vacation, but Rod Babers and Patrick Davis on the show. By the way, I'm going to get you a little taste of each of those guys the next couple days. Patrick is going to jump on the show with us tomorrow at 2, and Rod is going to jump on the show Friday at 1, and we'll talk to those guys about whatever pops into my head. Um, And uh, probably a little... Little basketball focus with Patrick because he's just a happy Spurs fan. He's got Victor and he's all excited. And then for Rod, uh, probably a, a little of the football stuff. I want to get some of his thoughts on this NCAA uh, stuff as well. So, ball don't lie coming up seven o'clock tonight, Wednesday night flex. Last show before they get ready for the summer and then football season. So, your last Wednesday night flex for a while is tonight. Longhorn Blitz podcast at 8. If you love Longhorn football, they dig into it like no other show. Fight night at 9. Sports guys talking wrestling at 10 on your Wednesday night lineup. All right, let's get you why today matters, and I'll find out if Cameron has ever done this. Why Today Matters, brought to you by Sinus and Snoring Specialist. Get sinus and snoring relief with Dr. Daniel Slaughter at Sinus and Snoring Specialist. 512-601-0303 or sinussnoringent.com. We will get to that national day, but first, your update for Texas football fans. Big 12 Media Days, we'll be going through all the other teams, but let's focus on Texas for today. Quinn Ewers will be there. Uh, it's a statement I figured Sark would make, and he is. Quinn Ewers and that new haircut will be showing up to Jerry World with the Big 12 Media Days. That is Wednesday, July 12th. Remember, we're planning to be there with the uh, with three of the four shows from 10 all the way to 7 that day. Jeff and Craig starting it off, going all the way through with Rod and Harge at Jerry World. So Quinn Ewers, Xavier Worthy. Now that's an interesting move, Cam. We haven't talked about this yet. By bringing Xavier Worthy, you are specifically allowing the media to dig into the broken hand mm-hmm. story. The drops, the broken hand, you're feeding that guy a lot with a broken hand. So they're all three going to be there. The guy that chose the plays, the two guys that at times didn't make the plays work the way they wanted them to. So all three of them are going to have to show up and eat that in Arlington. In a way, I like it. 
because it's going to show some growth, and they all have going to have to get through this. But there will be some snarky questions asked, and Xavier Worthy better be ready. Yeah, X. Um, if you don't already expect it, the first question you're going to get will be one about the hand. Second one is going to be about the deep ball and not being able to connect with Quinn Ewers. Yep, you're going to be hammered and peppered by those for the entire day from every radio station hit you do, every TV hit you do, every breakout question. You're going to be asked about the deep ball and, hey, why weren't you? Why were you playing if you only had one hand? Yeah, right. And, and then, you know what? They're kind of fair questions, Chad. And for Xavier's answers, he needs to – he'll just – needs to stick straight with the player's perspective because yeah. I'm, I'm tough. You and that, that that that's endearing to fans, right? Yes. We live in this era of load management, and I don't know, man. I stubbed my pinky. I think I'm out for the next week. He's playing with it, but at the same time, you know, when you're dropping balls and you can't be on the same page as your quarterback, and it's you know, think about the Washington play, right? If Worthy brings down that touchdown pass, right. what does that game look like against yeah. TCU? You had a couple big drops. What does that game look like if you can convert? So, a lot of questions that you know. He probably won't be happy with and get tired of pretty damn quickly. But guess what? That's you know part of dealing with the media. And you know also, I wonder if Sark is doing this on purpose, right? It's like, hey X, you know what? You want to be a, a first round draft pick? You're going to have to face questions in the locker room after every single game. Mm-hmm. You know he's been hit pretty well from from the Texas media, right? We haven't heard a lot from Xavier Worthy. It's, it's felt like. In the past few years, this is the first time that Texas fans really, or Texas media, get a really good chance to really talk to him about this past season. Yeah, it's a good call. So, Ewers and Worthy, the roommates, will be there. Uh, also, Jordan Whittington, I think that's a great call. Uh, we will, I'm sure, get some uh, some cool answers from Whittington, an experienced guy. Speaking of experience, Jalen Ford on the defensive side and Jade Barron on the defensive side as well. So, those guys will be headed to Jerry World and Big 12 Media Days. Remember, the Wednesday is when Texas is involved on Wednesday the 12th, and that's the day we'll have the shows up there in Arlington. All right, so uh, other reasons why today matters. Cameron, it is National Body Piercing Day. Do you now or have you ever had body piercing? No and no. Wow, not once, not ever. No. Mm-mm. Does not does not interest me. The earlobe, nope. The no, nasal, nope. Other parts of the body, nope. I have never dreamed of anything other than the earlobe, okay. and I got close. Really? I had a friend that really wanted to do it, and I actually I, I actually did the home version, iced down the earlobe and jammed him with a – stuck the needle in his ear. Like, I actually did that for oh him. Oh, my goodness. To get him started. And then that got infected, and then he did it right, and he eventually had one. But then I decided I was going to get the earring, and my mother pulled off one of the most brilliant moves in parental history. Okay. She calmly discussed it with me. She told me I could do it under certain circumstances, and those circumstances were I paid for everything. If I got in trouble one time at school, that I would be, I can't remember what it was, I would be grounded or take the car away or whatever the thing was. And most importantly, I was never, ever allowed to wear any of her earrings. Mm. So I thought it all through, and it got a lot less cool after <laughs> that, and I just decided not to do it. No earrings. Okay. It's a brilliant move by my mother. So I have never had a piercing. I, I wish I could see with an earring. I, I would pay money for that. You think, think so? Yeah. What would you go with if you're going on for, for me? Like right now, the lack of hair, would you go with like a long, like a knife? No. With a skull on it? Or would you go with just a, just a quick, just, just a stud? I think that the small gold earrings, you know, I think those those look all right on guys. Uh-huh. Besides that, no. I think you do anything 
Do anything extra and no. We're, what about like a far. super bling, like the ones the NFL guys wear, where theirs cost one hundred fifty thousand like dollars. Mine would cost like eight bucks, but <laughs> the fake do ones. like a cubic, like a CZ. <laughs> Can I get away with a little CZ? I think so. Yeah, okay. I think so. <laughs> we'll make it work. I'm, uh, I'm not sure what, what what was the high school vibes would have been like. Would you have gotten uh, bullied into a school locker for wearing that? No, or? no, I don't think I would have been bullied. My issue was the sports angle. You know, kind of back to what we do here. Since I was an athlete, you weren't allowed to wear the earrings. Okay. I was playing tennis, year, and then my uh, freshman year, I guess pretty much my whole time in high school, it was year-round. We didn't just have fall tennis. It was, there was team tennis in the spring, individuals in the in the fall. So you had to, I had to keep the hair cut. Because that was back in my mullet days where I wanted to have the long flowing mullet like all my hair metal icons, but, and Andre Agassi and all mm-hmm. that. But they made me keep that short, and then there was a law, a rule, a law, and in school you couldn't wear them. So what you had to do was, and my buddy had to do this, you had to fashion a little piece of wood and like break off a toothpick and stick it in your ear to hold the hole open. Otherwise it would close up. People know, the, pier- the piercers out there know that the hole will close up if you don't put anything in it. <laughs> Pardon the expression, but that is the case. So... You'd have to get like a little, and then I realized that was the other work I didn't want to do when my mom reminded me, hey, you can't get in trouble at school. My parents both worked at the school. So it's like, okay. The first, so they, they knew about it. You he, couldn't hide it. Right. It's like, hey, first time your dad or I hear about That's this, it. you're done. It's over. Like, we're going to, whatever it was going to be, I can't remember what the punishment was, but yeah, I stayed away from Probably it. Probably wasn't worth it at it the end of the day. Didn't end up being worth it. Yeah. If I'd been able to wear it every day to school, that would have been cool. But to pay for it and then really not be able to wear it anywhere, that yeah. made no sense to me. As the Specs text line reminded me, it's the Michael Jordan earrings. Those are the ones that I was talking about. I think you look good in the MJ earrings. They can make that work? You know the ones from his, that photo, that classic photo shoot where he has the, I think it's just one. He has one earring, right? Uh Uh-huh. He just did one ear. Is that like the gold hoop? Yeah. Kind of a little small gold hoop? See, I'm out of my element right here. Yeah. Oh, that's his. Yeah, no, there's all kinds of stuff with the piercing. There was a there was a period of time where a tattoo would say something about you, where a piercing would say something about you. Like if you were a guy and you wore a piercing in a certain place, it told everybody that You're, you were gay. It was the gay earring. The it, gay ear, right? Exactly, okay. right. There was a particular message you could send that way. Nowadays, I don't believe there's a rule to any of it. No. As, you're piercing all the way up the ear, both <laughs> sides, the nose, the middle of the nose, the sides of the nose, eyebrows, and all this kind of stuff. Jordan had the left ear with just one hoop, so I'm guessing the left ear is not the gay ear. I see. I see. Yeah, I don't recall. I don't recall. Did, what, did you, what the were you going to do left were. or right ear? Did you decide that? I yet? think I was probably going to go left. Okay. okay. I think I was going with the left ear. Yep. All right then. The other thing with my my problem was my earlobes are gigantic. They still are. You could probably get five piercings into my earlobe by itself. It's huge. And so I thought, well, that's got, we got to pick the right earring. Otherwise, I'm going to look like a complete idiot with this big floppy earlobe of mine. Oh, man. This texture says their mom pierced their ear in eighth grade with ice cork and a needle. I'm telling you, that's how. Wine cork. That's how we man. used to do it. You know what I used? Uh. You know what I used for the backing when I was trying to get my buddies pierced? We used a Nerf basketball. <laughs> I was going to say, was it Phil Steele's magazine? <laughs> I jammed the Nerf basketball behind the ear and got it real, real cold, numb. He couldn't feel it, and I start jamming that needle in there. I thought he was, oh, was going to rip my hand off. That was fantastic. All right, that is why today matters. Also, the comedy icons I was referencing earlier. How about a happy 
97 for the legendary Mel Brooks today. Happy birthday to Mel. Also, today would have been 77 for Gilda Radner, one of the original Saturday Night Live uh, cast members, one of my favorite female comics over the years. And she died, sadly, back in 89, was married to Gene Wilder for all that time. And here's a weird sports connection. I never knew this. Gilda Radner's second cousin is Steve Ballmer. Huh. How about that? I never knew that. Wow. Weird information you'll only get on this show. What an interesting family reunions that would have been. That. Steve Ballmer and Gilda Radner. Even Gene Wilder there. That would have been that would have been fun. That'd be wild. Uh, great birthday double for you. Both these guys are 52. Bobby Hurley and Elon Musk are exactly the same age. They both hit 52 today. Also, a guy that's involved in one of these big NBA deals, he hits the big 3-0 today. Bradley Beal. 30 years old. Of course, the old school there is Florida. Bradley Beal headed to Phoenix to try to young them up a little bit. Cameron, you like that move? Bradley Beal with Durant, with Booker. Does that kick the Suns up a notch for you? What do you think? I think for what they gave up, it was solid. But at the same time, I mean, we have not seen Bradley Beal on a winning team since, what, late 2010s with John Wall when they lost in the first second round that's a while ago So i'm curious but to see what he's like as also you know as the third member of that team what can you do without the ball in the sands and defensively what will they look at what will they look like because they're going to keep deandre Ayton. it sounds like i don't know if that makes them better than the nuggets or the lakers or even the warriors we'll see i don't i don't know if it's if a needle moving move but you know mm. i don't know if, I, they, they got to find a way to get more stops yeah, and it, and what do they do at point guard now with Chris Paul? Or is their answer the point guard is we're not going to have a point guard. We're just going to have Book, KD, and Beal. Right. Is the answer ball up every time? Is the answer ask Bradley Beal and Kevin Durant to give you point guard moments? Yeah. And, and Devin Booker and Booker is done like he can't handle the ball. And they don't really have a lot of depth either. That was another issue in the playoffs. They didn't have any depth outside of you know their big guys. And this move doesn't really exactly scream depth because they, they gave up Shamit. Now they're out without Chris Paul. I thought Aiden trading Aiden was going to provide more depth for their yeah. for their roster. Looks like they're going to hold on to it. So I don't know. I think either way, you got three guys who are they're obviously their philosophy and Mark Ishbia's philosophy is just we're going to have three guys who can score the ball and are better than your three guys on offense, and hopefully we're going to outscore you. Yeah. That's how we're going to win basketball. Games. They just they feel like they're going to be so flashy. And what would scare me if I'm a Phoenix fan is the substance of Denver because Denver just fills a bag full of substance. And yeah. beat you to death with it for four quarters. They just beat you for 48 minutes. And in the end of the day, four out of seven series especially, I'm going to assume Denver's more real yeah. than Phoenix if they go head up. It's great for the regular season because you're going to win a lot of games that way. But when you get into the playoffs, yeah. teams will figure it out on defense and they're going to stop. Absolutely. All right, there you go. Happy birthday to all those folks today. Hope you're having a good June 28. Oh, I didn't even mention the other weird uh, anniversaries today. How about this? Back to back. 1997 on this day is Tyson Bites Holyfield's ear. Yeah. And the next year for you pro wrestling fans is Mick Foley and The Undertaker, Hell in a Cell, at King of the Ring when Foley got thrown off the cage. That's one year apart, both on June 28th. How about that? And if you haven't watched those two moments, they don't get any less shocking 
all these many years later. Both of those moments still incredible. So happy anniversary to the uh, to that sports and sports entertainment moment of a lifetime. All right, coming up, stems and seeds. We'll hit that NFL betting story if you missed it earlier. Remind you about uh, once again Big Twelve Media Days coming up. The Texas guys that are going, and we'll get you off the ball. Don't lie. Don't move. It's the horn. All right, just about to wrap it up on a Wednesday. Cameron's been going with nothing but H-Town vibes today. So where do we end it, Cameron? This is Houston's own Megan The Stallion. Ah. Probably the most famous recent Houston area artist to hit the rap game. So this song is really clean yeah, and um, makes no sexual references. Zero, okay. as do any of her songs, of course. Correct. Um, yes. Mostly about the Bible and, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's about it. And, and horses. Jesus. And horses. That's why she's horses. called Megan the Stallion. Exactly, yeah. Yes. Yeah, definitely play this for your kids. <laughs> yes. Only if you know your kids really <laughs> well. Megan the Stallion finishes us up. Uh, Travis Scott, Chameleonaire, Lil Flip. Ghetto Boys and DJ Screw. A nice Jay-Z beat started the hour here in the third hour. We hope you are having a good Wednesday. There's a lot of stuff uh, on the board today. This NCAA story to schools yesterday got us talking today about a state law in Texas and other states that will hit on Saturday. What does it mean? NIL stuff. NLI stuff. We got a little NFL coming up here as well. Plus, Spurs fans, I told you on draft night, and now we know that there was a huge flaw with Victor Wimbenyama. Let's get into stems and seeds. I will give you the bad news. No stress, no seeds, no stems, no sticks. Brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. I told the Spurs and everybody from 1 to 9, you can't draft Wimbenyama. There's just a feeling I have. Leave it for the Mavs at 10. <laughs> He's only seven foot three and a half inches. You see? He's been lying to all of us. How can you trust him? It's all falling apart. Yeah, Spurs did the official measurement without shoes, seven, three, and a half. Uh, folks that had him anywhere from seven, two to seven, five. So there you go. I think we'll go with seven foot three on Victor Wimbenyama. So I think this means he'll win what only six MVPs now. <laughs> That's probably instead true. of eight. Okay. Oh my goodness. Uh, the other story we were we kind of hit it earlier in the NFL. I want to get more of your thoughts on this, Cameron. The Colts cornerback and returner Isaiah Rogers, and he's in a handful of NFL players, expecting to get now a season-long suspension for violating the policy on gambling. So this story lays out the six key rules of gambling of the policy that the league officials will emphasize. Here they are. One, don't bet on the NFL. All right, we can get that one. Two, don't gamble at your team facility while traveling for a road game or staying at a team hotel. Do you get this one? I'm not allowed on my phone to like bet on golf when I'm traveling with an NFL team. Why? So it's it's not just NFL. It's all sports this you is can't gamble anything. On. Correct. Don't gamble at your team facility while traveling, blah, blah, blah. This is anything. So they're assuming there's no NFL. But that means, you know, college football. Mm-hmm. Like, 
You really think Tom Brady, when he was in the league and a bunch of guys weren't betting on Michigan games, Ohio oh. State games, stuff like that? No way. So I can't sit in a hotel on a roadie. I can't sit in a hotel and throw a little money down on my college team. What's wrong with that? This is where I just don't understand this gray area chat where it's the NFL now. Their biggest sponsors are becoming FanDuel, DraftKings, Caesar Sportsbooks. There's going to be possibly probably the next 10 years where we can go in and place a bet if we want on the game, on the outcome at these sports stadiums. But if you're a player, nope, you can't do it. I understand you can't bet on your own team to win a game. Sure. Calvin Ridley whatever and you can't bet in the league i get that too yeah but like on golf or nba but yet it's your biggest sponsor you're going to hear about it seven times a day hey calvin here isaiah rogers hey come on the DraftKings pregame show but by the way you can't use DraftKings. that doesn't make any sense to me i'm isaiah rogers and i can't vote i can't bet on my favorite nba team i don't get that rule three don't have someone bet for you huh Mm. how how do we prove that? Why do we care that I don't have someone? What? I think that rule is probably going to be ignored by a lot of people. Just don't have a bookie, I guess is what you're saying. Number four, don't share team inside information. Oh, sure. Totally makes sense. Yeah, sure. Check that one off. We got it. Number five, don't enter a sports book during the NFL playing season. That's a little silly, but okay. You don't want to see an active NFL player. I don't need maybe the bad look that Aaron Rodgers would walk into Caesar's sports book in Vegas. I, I maybe. Guess. I have not but been. But you're, you're back. That's back to your gray area. Remember years ago, you may be too young for this one. Years ago, Romo got in trouble, and they wouldn't let him go to Vegas for like a signing deal because it was at a sports book. Because right? it was at a sports book, they shut it all down. And now we got a team in Vegas, and like you said, pretty soon there'll be multiple stadiums where you have a kiosk where you can bet. During the game. There's no way that at Allegiant Stadium you can't bet, and if you can't, there's no way that in a few years. Yeah. You won't be able to. I think it's already there. I know it's in some NBA facilities, and I don't understand that one. And then the last one is six, don't play daily fantasy football. So I'm guessing that's any kind. I get. I, I can sort of get that if you want to put that wall up and say, okay, no daily fantasy, obviously NFL, but don't even play like daily fantasy college. So keep football out of this because – and maybe they're thinking if I'm a guy in the NFL and I went to Michigan, do I have inside information from Michigan? Did I find out through a secret type of source, right, through mm-hmm. an insider source or whatever? But theoretically, everybody would have those sources. So that's what they're trying to hammer home with these players. But, Cameron, you just brought up the great sick irony of this story. If you're an NFL player, realize it's the relationships the NFL has built with the gambling world that is why they're watching you. Yeah, They're not watching you because they all of a sudden decided to watch you. They're watching you because they're partnered with not just one. You pointed – it's like three of these things. It's not just Caesars. They've got the Caesars agreement. They've got a DraftKings, I believe it is. Mm-hmm. And there's another one. MGM? Sure. Maybe. The Mannings are in that commercial, right? Is that with the Mannings or that Caesars Sportsbook? That's a Caesars. Okay. But, yes. And then the uh, – MGM is Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx. Kevin Garnett. And Jamie Foxx. In, there's a exactly. million of them, Chad. And then there's a DraftKings. They're kicking away to DraftKings stuff all the time. Yeah. They're talking about spreads now. I mean, heck, the XFL experimented with putting the spread on the screen. Yeah. When you showed the game score – Literally putting minus three next to the team that was favored by a field goal. So I'm going to ask you this, Chad. These players aren't allowed to do it. What about Champs and Woj and Adam Schefter who are privy to all this inside information? And Champs, he's sponsored by FanDuel. He has a show on FanDuel. What what are they allowed to do? I, I would assume Adam Schefter's not allowed to bet. 
Certainly he's not allowed to bet on the NFL. I mean, come on. Jay Glazer and guys like that. I'm, yeah. su- I'm assuming they figured all that stuff out. I would assume. We'll see if the league can get its players to understand all of that. All right, ball don't lie. Coming up, Rod and Patrick as Harge continues his vacation. We'll be back tomorrow on a Thursday. Hey, let's get you ready for the match. Did you realize they've thrown another one of those golf events together? We'll get you a good preview of that. Throw a couple guests at you as well on a Thursday. Stay cool out there if you can. Be careful out there and come back and see us tomorrow. See ya.